Hey, ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put a Ring on It podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts. You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes. And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information. And we didn't want you to miss out, so please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash P-A-R-O-I. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash P-A-R-O-I. Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way. Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as two bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more. All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Casper. Receive $50 towards any mattress purchase at caspertrial.com slash ring. Welcome to the Put a Ring on a Podcast, a podcast for all those wedding crashers out there. I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer, and I drink too much coffee. And I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner and lover of stripes. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 45. That's four or five uh, of the Put a Ring on a podcast. And we're happy you're joining us today. We are so happy you're joining us. Is it officially May when this podcast episode comes out? I feel like it is, right? I think so. And it's starting to feel like May finally. (sighs) Oh, goodness. Yes. It is a beautiful day here in Pennsylvania. We've got about high 60s and blue skies and sunshine. Yeah, finally I can get some tan on these milky white thighs. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Um, How how have you been? You've been been pretty busy, a busy little bee lately. I have been a busy little bee. I did my Facebook event uh, last we talked. It was very exciting. Uh, we had a bunch, relatively a bunch of people from the podcast actually chimed in with their questions, which was just awesome. I was, as long as one person showed up to this Facebook Live event, I was going to consider it a success. Um, and there was quite a few people there and there's it's getting more views after the fact. So, And I still have it up. So if anybody wants to still listen to it, we talked about five things to consider when building your timeline, followed by a bunch of really great questions from the people that were tuning in. Um, you can actually still find that right on my business Facebook account, which is facebook.com slash dpnak, D-P-N-A-K. Um, or if you just search dpnak weddings on Facebook, you should find it there too. But yeah, it, it was it was, a, it was a really great time. Um, I didn't touch my hair too much. I thought I was going to just be constantly touching my hair because it's what I do when I see myself <laughs> on you the were, screen. You were all fancied up for it. That's for I sure. did. I, I put on the lipsticks and <laughs> that's about it. But yeah, I was, I oh, and I curled my hair. Clothes. I put on the clothes. I wore my I wore my favorite top, <laughs> and it was good. It was a it was a really good time. I want to do it. I definitely want to do it more. Um, I got a lot of great feedback from it. So yeah, I'm excited. You put pants on though too, right? Why? Why? No, should I? Have? You said you. <laughs> you're like I put on my favorite top. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I put on my favorite top. <laughs> I may have been wearing pajama bottoms on the bottom, but that's not important. <laughs> No, I think uh, I was, awesome. I'm pretty sure I was fully dressed. 
I liked. Yeah. I also. Um, I'm even before we record this podcast. I will like brush my teeth and rinse out my like. I'll do like a Listerine rinse. It, no one can smell my breath, but I just I feel like that's important. <laughs> Feels better. Yeah, it does. It does feel better. better. Uh, are you have- feeling chalky now? That's after my, I was drinking a protein shake before we started this, and now I've got like the protein mouth, Um, but I'm just going to keep on swallowing and now, and hope it doesn't sound like I'm like, anyway. That got awkward fast. I don't know what protein (laughs) mouth is. Protein mouth. It's a boy term. Like a a dairy mouth. Just, just. Dairy mouth. Hmm. Like milk, cre- uh, milk creates like like it's phlegmy and like weird. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish sometimes I wish that like people could see us as we sat here and make faces talked. at each other. Yeah, yeah, basically, we still need to do a live recording of this. We need to make that happen. That would be awesome. Do you guys want-, want to hear that? Yes. That? Email us. Let us know. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Awesome. Let's, let's jump into let's today's into episode. Yeah. yeah. So we've been doing a lot of, uh, I would call them more abstract or emotional podcast episodes lately where we're talking about self-care and guilt and pressure and all these different things. And in going back through it, I realized we need to talk, um, we want. We need to get a little back to practical for this episode. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that there is usually a lot of focus as you plan your wedding on the two big events of your day, which is your wedding ceremony and your wedding reception, if we're sort of looking at the big overall of, yep. of the events that are happening. But I don't think that there's usually as much energy putting put into the morning of your wedding or the time yep. before your ceremony. So that's yeah. what I would like to talk about in today's episode. I'd like to talk about that too. Dan, you want to talk about hair and makeup, girl? <laughs> well, I, there's some things guys have to have a fun morning too, and guys get yes. ready too. The girls' yes. morning is definitely m- more visually interesting, but there's some cool things oh, that guys hey get to do, and you know, I agree. guys have guys have a part of this uh, part of this too. You know, yeah. So I I want to definitely talk about guys. That's on the docket. Um, but I want to. Okay. Can we start with the girls? Should we? Shall we yeah. do ladies first? Always. Always ladies first. Always. The little guy in our house is is big into that right now. He loves opening the door and saying ladies first, oh. which is just really sweet and precious. But Chivalry is not dead. <clears throat> absolutely not. Not even a little bit. So let it let's just dive in um and start talking about I like to I like to think about things chronologically. Chronologically. <laughs> Too many syllables. Chronologically. And let's start with probably the first thing that's happening when the girls are waking up, which is inevitably, wow, maybe I (laughs) shouldn't have had that cocktail. (laughs) Inevitably, um, hair and makeup, right? For for, for many of us. Now, some of these things that we're talking about may or may not apply to you. Um, Proceed as however you need to. But um, for many of us, we're starting with hair and makeup. And really, there's two different ways hair and makeup can happen. I guess there's more than two, but in my head, there's basically two. And that is when it's happening on site where everybody's getting ready, either at the hotel or the venue, or it's happening at a salon. Right, Dan? Do you see really too? There's not really too many other things from there. Now, on site means everything's happening. We're all on that one site. There's no real traveling involved. um, And it's just generally easier I would say maybe for everybody in the wedding party, um, it's usually two or three stylists, depending on how many people that you have um, in your in your party that's getting hair and makeup done, depending on how much you pay for. Um, and they come to you to wherever you're getting ready at. They being the artists and stylists of the day. Yep. Whereas 
Sorry, it's the it's post office time. Oh. It's mail time. So on the other hand, you also have the option where you're getting ready at a salon. And at a salon, um, there's pros and cons to each scenario. But the biggest pro to getting ready at a salon is that just about every single person can get ready at the same time. So instead of having, say, five, six hours of hair and makeup from start to finish, you're there maybe two or three hours once you get everybody in with hair and makeup. So more traveling involved when you're going to the salon. But everybody can usually get in and out of there a lot quicker. Okay. I know, I, Dan, I know this is a topic that you are super passionate about, but I'm just going to keep on talking. I, I'm just going to let you take this one. Well, the next thing I'm talking about, you're actually going to have, you're going to have a thought on this. So I want to say to everybody out there, wherever you're getting ready at, you want to make sure, unless it's just a salon that you love and you know that girl is amazing or guy's amazing, whoever does your hair and it is what it is. It's like the ugliest salon on the planet. To me, it's it's worth it just to still have that amazing person do your hair and makeup. But if you are yeah. not so partial to who is specifically, excuse me, doing your hair and makeup, uh, try and find a place that is very clean, very as, as yeah. much natural light as possible, especially, I should say, if you're getting photographs done. But it's also very, very key for, for makeup application. Natural light is very, yeah. very important. So um, we've talked about this before. But, Dan, do you want to talk a little bit about a messy room when you're doing hair and makeup on site? Yeah, it's it's tough at uh, at hotel rooms because usually, like, you know, a group of ladies or, or a group of people are staying in the room the night before and, you know, they've got all their bags around, they've got suitcases around, and then the morning, you know, they get breakfast delivered or whatever, and there's uh, plastic champagne bottles, uh, plastic champagne flutes, and orange juice bottles, and then bottles of water everywhere. Um, and, you know, just as you get more and more people in that room than maybe the moms come and then the makeup artists come and then they set up all their stuff and it's just uh then you're you've got changing out of clothes uh from the night before like uh you know the dresses or whatever from the rehearsal dinner then you've got your pajamas then you're changing out your pajamas into like something more fun like the the you know fancy pajamas you got or the embroidered shirts or you know whatever the unifying theme is that everybody wears and it just turns out to be a whole lot of stuff in a clutter uh, yeah (gasps) not a a crazy room so if you're just aware of that you know even just having like a bag hanging on a door somewhere that everybody can just throw some things into that that really helps to Mm -hmm. eliminate some of the stuff in the bag background so regardless of whatever happens like and i know we're skipping a little bit ahead here but like before you get dressed before uh you get in your dress or whatever it's so important to just do uh, a little cleanup just clean everything up clear off the tops of the surfaces because by then usually the uh, makeup artists are out of there the hair people are out of there and it's time to just do a little straighten up to make sure that you know as you're this is a a pretty special moment um Mm -hmm. there's no tabletops filled with glasses and right. half-eaten sandwiches and whatever you know yeah designate like uh or even like a, a messy room or a messy corner wherever just like throw it all in one spot that you know the photographer or videographer just they're not gonna get maybe it's behind them maybe it's just not an appealing corner maybe it's in a closet it doesn't matter as long as it's out of view because when you're looking back on the story of the day not to say is that mess isn't part of the story but it sort of takes away it distracts from what's actually happening in the moment the 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 feelings and the emotions of it all so that's what we're talking about with all of this now i guess i did think of a of another option and that would be diying yep. your makeup um your hair and makeup so i believe 
that it can be done. Um, I just think you should also consider your options because I think sometimes if you're not a big person, a person who wears a lot of makeup, your initial reaction is like, oh God, I don't want to look like a clown on my wedding day. But there's a lot of really talented people, um, artists out there who can do a very natural look very, very well. Um, But there's also, I think a lot of really talented people who could do their own makeup very, very well. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not exactly a person who's like, absolutely do not DIY your hair and makeup, but... If it's not something you normally do, I wouldn't choose your wedding day to suddenly become your own hair and makeup artist Experiment. either. <laughs> yeah. Dan, in terms of photography, is there like certain do's or don'ts when it comes to makeup that you know of? Because yeah. I mean, obviously you have your own makeup YouTube channel. So I do. I do. No, there's actually one thing <laughs> that I don't really see too much of anymore. Um, but it's all right. Guyliner? So- uh, eyeliner, yeah, basically. Guy no, liner. guy liner. No, no, not guy liner. <laughs> uh, no, um, think of it this way. So why do football players and sometimes baseball players and other sports ball people, um, why do they put those black lines underneath their eyes? Uh, for decoration and toughness. Yes, exactly that. And it <laughs> also it. it also pulls the light away from their eyeballs, right? It doesn't reflect off their cheeks or whatever. Um, it pulls the light away from their eyes. So if you have, say, maybe a, a smoky eye um, and you go a little heavy on the eyeliner around around the eye, not saying you can't do like a nice little wing. That's fine. Um, oh, but, lovely. <laughs> yeah, totally lovely. Uh, but if you go. Also, for those those not watching at home, Dan is absolutely like sh- showing with his finger and like being his like little eye brush here. This is great. My mom was a Mary Kay lady for 25 years. <gasps> So, so it's uh, in your blood, Dan. Yeah, it is. It is. I watched many a makeovers at my mom's kitchen table. So, um, but yeah, if continue with your wings, if you go really heavy on your eye makeup and really dark around it, um, in your photographs, the whites of your eyes will actually look dark and gray because light can't get in there. Um, so I think you were talking before a little bit about like the natural look. Um, I mean, I think do what you want to do obviously like if you if you wear like whatever's comfortable to you um but that's just a consideration that uh some people often don't think of just because it's not in the know so that's just something to consider that if you go heavy on the eyes it actually in photographs will make your eyes look dark and pit like Right. And you can do for for many of your um, hair and makeup artists, you can do trials with them beforehand. So especially if it's somebody that doesn't often do your hair and makeup, there's nothing wrong with saying like, hey, can we do a trial run um, a month, two months, whatever it is before the wedding? Some offer it complimentary, some you pay for it, some offer it as a discount. Um, It's really rare for it to be offered completely free. So um, just because it is a lot of their time and effort and it's worth paying for, though, in my opinion, to feel comfortable and confident that, you know, the look that you're after. So mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a, it's a really great idea. I also want to talk about what everybody's wearing really quick uh, as all this hair and makeup stuff is happening. Because obviously I'm full of fashion advice as, <laughs> as a wedding planner. But really just keep in mind you're getting hair and makeup done. You're likely getting your photograph taken. Get out of those wrinkly, stinky pajamas. Yep. Put on something that can easily go on and off without going over your head or at least very loosely over your head is the goal. So like button down shirts work really nice. That's why you see a lot of those pretty robe pictures. Um, But honestly, you can get away with just a tank top that goes down, um, you know, over your hips versus over your head. Don't feel like you have to buy something in order to be a good bride or bridesmaid or or whatever it is to it. I'm just saying just be mindful of that. Yep. So. 
Um, yeah, know, actually, I'll put a link. Um, I actually wrote an article about this on my blog. I'll put a link to it in the show notes because I break down like what you want to wear, what to think of, uh, all those different things. I'll put a link to it in the show notes of this episode. Speaking of brides and, and getting their makeup done, I feel like I see a lot of brides getting their makeup done early uh, in the day. Like like if there's six bridesmaids, um, the makeup artists or hair people are having the bride go first. Um, and my suggestion is to actually try to go towards the end. Uh, yep, this last is, or second to last. Yeah, this is so much better for uh, photos and just making sure that that everybody's kind of like in the wedding zone and you're not just like sitting around already. Um, you want to be fresh and prepped and be able to pretty much go right from hair, makeup into getting your dress to having your portrait taken to out the door. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're getting curls done, you can always have your, you can always go first and getting your curls set. Yep. But in terms of like finishing up and definitely, definitely with the actual makeup application itself, yeah, you want to go last or second to last and be mindful of where your mom goes too. If your mom's yeah. going to be part of the process and when she's helping you get ready, it's often not uncommon for mom or somebody at least close to you to help you get ready. Make sure they are done before you not after you so that yeah. way if anything is running behind on schedule um they're done you get done and then you can start getting dressed and they can help while any other people sort of finish up with hair and makeup so you want to make sure anybody who's helping the bride get dressed is done before you so that they are ready to go and they're also ideally dressed before you as well so that yes. they are nicely put together for photos of that yes because that's just a great photo op moment right like oh big time uh, it's just it's just a very emotional and and like positively wonderful part of the day for sure. Yeah. So this is something that like I'm trying to figure out and maybe maybe I just need a, a female perspective on it because I remember looking back that I I want I wanted to see Rachel getting into her dress um, in a, like a tasteful way. Right. Like like that's a, a big part of the wedding. And it's um. Do you mean um, in photos or in, in photos, person? Yes. In, like, right. Obviously, okay. I can't see her in, in person. Um, but I thought that that was like a big moment. It's, it's, it was very special. And I, I think you have to have a relationship with the person who is going to take those pictures because that's that's a, a very vulnerable time, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's, if that's important to you. If it's not important to you, that's fine. Uh, but if it's important to you and your soon-to-be spouse, maybe you have to have a conversation with your photographer about how that can happen. So sometimes when mm-hmm. I've done it, it is as simple as, uh, you know, if there's a, the dress has a built-in bra or something and you're literally naked on top, it's a matter of, you know, having like a pair of shorts on that you keep your shorts on and you just kind of stay facing away from the camera and then you step into your dress and somebody kind of reaches underneath and pulls your shorts down um, so that you're not fully exposed as you're getting to the dress, but you're still able to, you know – take photographs and and have these photographs even just very personal photographs for you uh and for your significant other now who you're you know connecting with so it's really important to have these photographs for you um to look back on as maybe a really special moment if this is special but i think i think a little planning has to go into that part of the day because it's it's a very vulnerable um a very special time that needs a little extra care if it's important to you does that make sense right and it does, and I think just to clarify it further, you weren't looking for photos of, like, Rachel, like, you know, that, like, thought of, uh, you know, as you get dressed, you're, like, bunched over, and you're, like, pulling up the stockings, no, yeah. and, you know, like, it's not that, it's more of the, like, 
just the, that like it's it's the same as like the guy putting on his tie yeah. right it's it's a similar vibe of just like that zipping up of the dress and just like the the sleeve coming up over the shoulder nothing like inappropriate or funky yeah it's gotta be tasteful. Or, or obviously unattractive right but yeah I think and I think else, it, else that is is mostly putting on the dress um, so that you're covered and, and in a in a good position and then you know the photographer goes from there yeah and I and I, I try to photograph through the whole thing like through the whole entire time because there's been many times where like I know it was very important to the couple to have this time photographed but they're they're kind of in the zone as she was getting her dress on and I was standing outside and I was like all right just make sure as soon as you have yourself covered up you know before you start buttoning or zipping you just give me a shout and they they just completely forgot and then and three minutes goes by and she's already got her jewelry on her bracelet on her tiara on and the dress is all up and zipped and everything and it's like I've now this moment that we had talked about previously that was important to you is kind of past and there's no redos. Right. So I feel like that's just a, a time that is is important but often doesn't get talked about and it's just something that right. I like to bring up and and mention. So okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Cool. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about food. We both love food. So <clears throat> real quick, uh, both guys and girls, um, we'll talk about the guys next after this, but both guys and girls, make sure you have food planned. Please. You need to eat. <laughs> Seriously. Please. You need to eat. Um, I, for those out there who with, with sensitive stomachs, um, when anxiety and emotions get high, I am with you. I get you. Um, but no, you know what you can put in your body. Some people do well with like bananas or fruit. Other people do well with like crackers, breads, whatever it is. Um, there's a few options out there depending on where you live in our neck of the woods. Like I always highly recommend Panera Bread, which does these, they do these great, bagel platters that yeah. are super easy to pick at. We have a grocery store called Wegmans that does these great sandwich platters. A lot of grocery stores do sandwich platters. Make it easy. Make it um, grabbable and biteable, something you don't necessarily need a full set of flatware and dishes <laughs> and all this stuff for. Just make it something you can pop in your mouth. And it's a great job if you have a dad or a brother or somebody who would needs a job the morning of the wedding. It is a great job for them to to run out and do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we really can't say this enough because I, I see plenty of people who are like, no, I'm not going to eat this morning. I'm fine. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would just have to say there are unless you are intermittent fasting and doing like a, a four hour <laughs> eating window, you know that if you go through a normal day, you start to get hungry on a day like this where you're running around, you're doing all these things, you you've got to put your face on and, and be happy and all these different things. Um being hangry is is really not an option not a good look yeah like you don't have to overeat but you really need to put some food in your stomach and make make sure it's you know nutritious and and uh good for you food right like you're not going to be scarfing down a massive cheeseburger that's greasy and stuff in the morning you know have some have a fruit salad and some bagels and some eggs and love on life and, and treat your body the way you would any other day you know yeah, it's um, it's funny you mentioned that I actually met with one of my couples getting married next month yesterday. And the groom actually said that when I asked him, what are you guys planning on doing the morning of the wedding? And he's like, I don't know, but I really want to eat this one food, this one dish he makes. Um, and basically, he said, whenever I eat it, I just feel great afterwards. He, and he's, wow. he's a very spiritual person. And he was just he, he says, like, I love the way it makes me feel. I feel good eating it. Um, I put a lot of thought and time into making it. And I wow. just was like, yes, yes, that's amazing. So um, I, I loved that a lot. 
Um, and I think, like I said, I think you know your your body best as to what you can and can't do. But at the same time, um, it, it's just a busy day, like Dan said. And please be careful on the mimosas or the beers or whatever <laughs> you're having because those things will um, will hit you quick, especially on an empty tummy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I once had um, one of my lovely, lovely brides. She was having a ball with mimosas all day, and it was a super hot middle of July wedding. It was one of the first weddings I ever did. And she was kneeling at the altar and just went right down. She passed right out because she just didn't have anything in her. Um, And it was an okay moment. She is fine. All was well. But it was still just like, oh, it just... It was was unfortunate. Yes, exactly. Because just from a health standpoint... So it's it's hard, but yeah. please think about food for the guys, for the girls, for everybody getting ready. Make sure there's food. Make sure it's picky, you know, that you can just like pick on it as you go throughout the day and you're good to go. But yeah. that said, the guys sometimes have a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. I feel as though they, yeah. have, they have less structured things to do the morning of the wedding, we'll say. Yeah. So speaking of the beers and the guys, right. let's talk about the guys. Yeah, so what are the guys doing beforehand? And I think most of the guys go like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What time do I got to be ready? Okay, 15 minutes before right. that, I'll start putting my su- my suit on. <laughs> right. But I think it's a great opportunity if you want to. Um, maybe you just want some quiet time to yourself. Maybe you want to hang out with your, your groomsmen for a bit. Maybe you want to bond with your dad. I, whatever it is, I think it's worth putting in a little time of, and effort being like, what do I want to do that morning? Yeah. Do you want to go... For a round of golf, do you want to go play laser tag? Do you want to go to this really great diner and have just like this really fun breakfast with with all your guys? Um, I once had a groom run and win a half marathon the morning of his wedding. (laughs) Wow. It was insane. I was in shock, but he did that. So, But I do think it takes a little bit of forethought because what will happen is 15 minutes before the 15 minutes before you need to start getting ready, you'll go, oh, shoot, we should have went and did that. Well, it's too late now. Yeah. And then the opportunity is a little bit more lost. Yeah, guys do have a little less structure, um, but I would say just look at what you and your friends like to do. Um, What do you guys do when you hang out? And just just do that and make sure that like if you have some grandiose plans, right? Like on our wedding morning, I really wanted to go for a run. I was I was really heavy into running at the time uh, that Rachel and I got married and it just did not come to fruition. And a lot of the guys that were there, uh, they're not runners. And I like I Mm. I was almost making them want to go running, even though I was the only one running. Um, Mm -hmm. And it actually ended up working out perfectly because we just went out for breakfast and then we came back and my friend Ryan brought down um, some of these like boxing mitts. So we like ran through some drills and kicked each other and just had some fun, like just getting out some of the nervous energy in the morning. And it was great, you know, but other times I've seen, um, you know, a couple of guys went out and they played, they had a kickball game, Uh, you know, it was all the guys, some of the moms, some of the bridesmaids came over and watched, you know, because they had this really long morning. Um, I've seen other guys go for a full round of 18, 18 holes at a golf course close by. Um, it really is just whatever you want it to be, and that's okay. Uh, but just make sure that when you come back, give yourself more time than you expect. Yes. You know, I think in general, the the guy's morning tends to get overlooked, uh, especially mm-hmm. by photographers. There's a lot of 
there's a lot of hustle and bustle and and fluff about the the getting ready of the ladies and it is visually interesting but you know just as as a, a past groom speaking it's um you know us guys have a story too and i think our our story deserves to be told as well from the morning it might not be you know the hair and makeup but i felt very I was really excited when I got to put my suit on and when I got to like uh, look at myself in the mirror when I was shaving and I, I, I wanted to look good for my bride that day and I wanted to um, look the best for her and look the best for photos and you know I know I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was rushing around and if I was really nervous if I only had 15 minutes so you know even though it literally did only take me 15 minutes I <laughs> I made sure that you know about an hour before I, I got showered up I, I shaved my face um, and I, I gave myself a little bit of downtime to just reflect yeah. on what was happening. Um, if you ask my cousin Ryan, we got to the church early and I was just pacing back and forth, you know, like, but because uh, I'd rather would have been pacing back and forth waiting for the ceremony to start than me sitting in traffic or me freaking out because I forgot something at our house and I didn't have it and I wasn't prepared, you know, so. Give right. yourself a little bit of time to get into the the feeling of the day and everything that's about to happen and allow yourself to be excited about it. Yeah. And to expand on what you said, too, um, it took you maybe 15 minutes start to finish to get dressed. When we build timelines, and I actually talked about this in the Facebook Live event I did, we talked a lot about timelines and getting dressed, and that was one of the things I talked about considering. Um you want to make sure that there's more than enough time for everyone because things happen. Cufflinks get lost. Someone will not know how to tie the bow tie. Um, it, it, socks go missing. Suddenly someone has no idea where their underwear is and then you got to go find new underwear. <laughs> Someone's white shirts miss. Things just happen. Yeah. And if you have a little bit of buffer time built in, it's less, oh crap, now what are we going to do? And more, all right, we've got time to fix it. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Like it just... To me, time and money are one of are two of those resources that when you just have more of it, everything is a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, relatively speaking. But you know what I mean? Like when you're short on time, that's when everything just like feels, feels like wrong. it's suddenly crashing yep. down. Exactly. When you have all the time in the world, you're like, la ti da ti da I can go and do this. And <laughs> oh, what about this? You know, yeah. you just have that luxury a little bit more. Um and with the guys, I usually recommend giving a time to say, by this time, guys, you need to be showered, completely cleaned yep. with your pants and white dress shirt on or whatever color dress shirt that you're wearing. Yeah. And that's usually the time the photographer arrives. Mm -hmm. And you want to give that photographer like 30, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, talk with your photographer to capture those Finishing touches, putting on the tie, putting on the cufflinks, the jacket, the pocket square, the whatever it is, the socks, the shoes, all of those final pieces. Um, because that's that's ultimately the exciting part. The same like we talked with the girls, you know, the bride getting dressed, the guys, it's that putting on those those final touches. But if you give them a time to be showered with their pants and shirt on, <laughs> that's the best way to go. I'm going to slightly it disagree and say that I Ooh, think I think that the real okay. the real good stuff is before the the wedding pictures you know it's the right. the guys hanging out enjoying themselves maybe giving the groom a little bit of a hard time just the same as like 
like the pictures of some of the girls hanging out, getting their makeup done and stuff, but but also maybe uh, watching the bride get her hair and makeup done, or or their reaction to seeing her, or or them all sitting in the morning just chilling, having a laugh, uh, enjoying themselves. I think I think some of the pictures that are less like the the expected wedding pictures oftentimes will be more meaningful because it was natural. It was the unexpected. So same thing with the guys. I think um, I think. Uh, it's it's really interesting sometimes to see what pictures couples put in the album and a lot of times mm-hmm. it's the ones where like you know maybe there's like one or two of them getting ready but a whole bunch of of them like playing video games uh mm-hmm. cheering each other on or or sitting at the uh the table at this giant restaurant that they all went to you know because it was more than just the groomsmen hanging out so there's definitely mm-hmm. You know, those pictures of, you know, the guys getting ready or the groom getting ready, like putting his tux on and suit on stuff, those are necessity. But there's also something to be said about the the non-wedding pictures and how important they can really be as well. Because as I dive in and, right. and talk with a lot of grooms during the planning process and say, you know, who's going to be there and why did you choose these people to be in your wedding party? They'll say, well, I've known these guys since I was six. Um, this guy I went to middle school with. This guy's a high school friend. It's like, all right, well. You know, what's it going to be like in 30 years when you're sitting down, um, you know, getting all these guys together uh, and you're, you know, maybe pull out the wedding album or you just got a couple of them still on your hologram device that you now have sitting next to you. <laughs> and you can like pull up the pictures of you guys like busting each other's chops from the wedding. I mean, there's something said about that, too. Right. I, 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 I don't disagree with that. You're absolutely correct. Um I just think it's good to give guys a time to be oh, mostly yeah. dressed and showered. By. <laughs> I'm not disputing that point. That's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, and there's okay. always, you know, Goodness. that bit of fumble with like the boutonnieres and, and all those different things too, which leads me to the next thing <laughs> that I want to talk about, which is flowers. Flowers, flowers, Ooh, flowers. So if you are doing bouquets, boutonnieres, um, corsages, whatever it is, um, I want you to be really mindful of what time the photographer is showing up and making sure that your flowers are delivered before that time. And I'm specifically talking about the bouquets. The gentlemen's boutonnieres, um, they can be delivered a little bit later, but either way, whenever they're being delivered um, and whenever they're being pinned on in the sense, you want to make sure that they are being done before photos, before first looks happen, before any photos together, anything like that. Yep. Um, you also want to designate who is going to be pinning on the boutonnieres. For all of my clients out there listening, you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to take care of it. They're going to be perfect. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Nailed it. For anybody who doesn't have a coordinator, make sure you have you have someone who knows how to pin it on. And it's really not that hard. There's a ton of YouTube videos out there. Um or I, I have to assume there's a ton of YouTube videos out there, but it's really not hard. <laughs> um, you just you just need some practice and a bunch of pins and some gum if you really need to. <laughs> Maybe duct tape too. A little bit of hot glue. It's <laughs> gonna be fine. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately you just want to um, to think of that. And also a new thing, Dan. You're not gonna know this, or you're this is not your realm at all because this isn't a, something you normally do. But a lot of photographers are doing these detail shots now where they are doing shots of the stationery and the rings and the shoes and the perfume and the jewelry and all this stuff. And your photographer may ask to have some loose florals from your from your florist. And guys, this isn't something that your florist is just going to bring with them. You need to let them know about it. You need to ask for it. Uh, in some cases, you you probably need to pay extra for it. So it's not something that you can just pull a flower out of your bouquet. Those things are wrapped really tightly together. So 
if your photographer is specifically requesting some loose florals, please talk to the florist about it because that just doesn't automatically happen. Just an FYI. Good to know. All right, let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor for this episode, which is Casper. Casper. So Casper. Casper mattresses are like sleeping on a dreamy cloud. They offer zone support, so your back gets extra support to stay aligned, which is more and more awesome, Dan, as we get older. Um, and if you're a night sweater like I am, and if you're just generally a furnace, um, Casper uses a stuff called open cell foams that have little tiny pores in them and that let excess hot air escape. So you can actually stay cool and comfy all night long. Yes, and they offer free shipping and returns, which think about that for a mattress. That's amazing. And your mattress will literally show up in the smallest box ever for a mattress. So it's basically ridiculous. So if you... Uh, if since you're one of our sweet Put a Ring on a Podcast listeners who we absolutely love and adore, Casper is going to give you 50 bucks towards any mattress purchase that you'd like. You can visit caspertrial.com slash ring to save $50 off your mattress. Sleep better or your money back is what they say. And we're back, Dan. Let's jump back into this episode with something that I know you have a lot of thoughts on, I do. but I don't want to make this entire episode about this. But nope. let's talk about first looks. Yeah, we've 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 and covered this. Go. We've covered this quite a lot lately, um, and they are a, a first look is 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 the uh, it's a private meeting set up between the couple. Um, we're away from the wedding parties, away from the ceremony, um, where they get to reveal themselves to each other in a little private meeting, just the two of them. Uh, sometimes it has more people, but this is often used as a way to kind of, uh, it's, it's used for a couple reasons. It's got some benefits. It's also got some cons. Um, some of the benefits are that uh, if you're emotional, this will take some of the nerves away and allow you to be emotional in front of the person who means the most to you rather than being emotional in front of, you know, the 50, 100, 200 people who are staring at you. Um, right. Two, this allows you to get some of the photos done really beforehand because uh, normally if you have a first look, it might go first look, then some couple portraits, then maybe some of the wedding party pictures, and then maybe uh, head towards some of the family pictures and then back to some more portraits or something before you get tucked away before the ceremony. And that's really great if you have your ceremony and reception in the same place where if you're if you're essentially getting married and then going right into your reception, there's not much time uh, during your cocktail hour, and especially if your cocktail hour is really important to you, if you want to be there, doing a first look is almost a non-negotiable when you're having your ceremony and reception in the same place. But it's the cons are that sometimes I believe that they're it's more about the photos than anything else. Like sometimes I wonder like what's being missed, and and I'm starting to. I'm starting to come around a little bit and see more of the benefits rather than um, than like doing this for the photos. So let, let me let me just elaborate on that. Um, I think the way a lot of people do them, it's so much about the person's reaction uh, to uh, to seeing, you know, the bride, maybe if, if we're talking about a heterosexual couple uh, to seeing the bride um, in her dress. And that's really exciting. And then they spend the next two hours doing portraits or whatever. And it's just it, it's just the wedding day gets transformed into this giant stage photo shoot rather than, you know, being able to spend more time with your friends and your family and your guests. So I think that the way that I approach this time of the day, your first look, 
your wedding party photos, your couple pictures, and your family pictures, if done right, can all be done in an hour. Whoa. Just just to add a little asterisk here for those listening, that is not the norm. Dan is saying it can be done, yeah. but it might not necessarily be the way that your photographer is. And it's definitely not the way I would say to budget your day, your, the timing of your day. Yeah. So continue on, Dan. Yeah, if you say you budget, you know, maybe an hour and a half for it and things go wrong, like you don't want to just budget an hour for it. Um, but I think that more time should be spent with the people who you – Love. Let me put it this way. If you have 200 people coming to your wedding and those are all really important people on the list of important people on on your wedding, you sh- your photographer is the last person on that list. You should not be spending the most time out of your wedding day with your photographer. Right. And that, that, uh, just sh- I, I, I take a very different approach to a lot of things. So, yes. so take this all with a grain of salt that I have a different approach to weddings than a lot of photographers. Right. And just to give another side of it, I'm not saying that uh, you're wrong, Dan, just uh, that's your opinion of it. Um, my opinion is that um, the couple is also spending a couple thousand dollars in most cases on a photographer. And I think in order for them to um, allow that photographer to do what they do best, I also think it's really great and respectful to give them the time to do it. Oh, yeah. Um So I think that's another big thing. In Dan's case, he said an hour, an hour and a half. I would say three hours. So (laughs) that's just me. Maybe two, two two and a half to three hours for sure. Um, But I also, that comes from a place of of having buffer time built in. It's factoring in travel time. It's factoring Mm -hmm. in people showing up late. It's factoring in a whole bunch of different things. Um, I think I'm just trying to say there's different ways to approach it, but it's important to talk to your photographer um, and make sure that the day you're building is realistic and all of that. So um, you also want to be mindful of like what time of day it is. Like, is it nighttime when sunset, all these different things. Oh, and um, try to be mindful of where your guests are at this point. So if you're doing all this stuff an hour before your ceremony, what time are those guests arriving? If it's all in the same hotel, are guests checking in? Are they seeing you? Some people prefer to be a little bit more hidden until the ceremony happens. So try to be mindful of where your guests are at that time of day in that space too. Um, so let me just reiterate and maybe expand on this a little bit. So, um, you know, say you do your hours worth of, uh, you know, first look, couple portraits, you know, wedding uh, formals, uh, and then bridal party pictures. And you go from there, maybe uh, then you do your ceremony and then you have like a 10, 15 minute little window during cocktail hour where you just take a little couple escape, wedding day timeout, and you do a little mini portrait session somewhere else because now the light's changed. Um, and then you come out again, five, 10 minutes uh, at at dusk, at sunset. Um, and you've got like a couple of these mini little sessions throughout the day rather than one giant thing. Um, and I, I, I want to reiterate and clarify that uh, it really is whatever your how your photographer works right um so i prefer to work in these like mini chunks i feel like it's less fatigue for my couples then about just like blasting them with all these pictures um i i think i work pretty efficiently um and i i just most of my couples are hiring me for the the documentary coverage i have of the wedding and most of them place a lot more value on like the people that they have coming and enjoying themselves and seeing pictures of people at the cocktail hour and those kind of things. So, um, I, I think I'm not necessarily the standard. So, you know, I've, I've definitely photographed three hour portrait sessions on a wedding day before and it's super fun. Um, but that's because that's <laughs> what my couple wanted to do. Um, so right. it is, it is whatever you want to do. Uh, but just know that like you have to communicate with your photographer to make sure that, um, you're not asking them to do something unrealistic where an hour is totally fine for me, but, 
other photographers really may need two, three hours, you know, to do what you hired them to do, you know? Right. And I think it's also about finding the balance of spending time with totally. your loved ones and getting some photos in to remember the day. So that's that's a really good way to look at it. Now, if you're not doing first look photos and you're opting to wait until the ceremony to see one another, you can still do some of these photos before the ceremony. You would just do them individually. So you're going to be doing, you know, the photos, uh, you with your wedding party and them with their wedding party and you with your parents and them with their parents. Just those, you know, quick things before the ceremony happens. You can still do a few of those things. And then after the ceremony is over, you can do the big group combined stuff still too. Yep. So I think, you know, even if you're not doing first looks, you can still get all of those photos in. And same thing with your immediate family photos, too. Yep. So your immediate family photos, it's usually easy to knock those out if you're doing first looks before the ceremony happens. I don't usually say recommending... Um, I don't really recommend doing all of your huge group family photos because it's really hard to get everybody to show up early to the ceremony. And if just one yeah. person doesn't show up, the whole shot's kind of like, well, we can't do it because Uncle Charlie's not here and Uncle Charlie's like the whole point of this photo. <laughs> so the big group shots after the ceremony, same thing with any shots with like grandparents or little kids, mm -hmm. save those for after the ceremony. But like your your siblings and your parents, you could usually squeeze those in beforehand if you're doing first look photos. If you're not, Take care of them after. And one of the things that you're actually really good at and and I've subsequently uh, started doing more is is taking the family photos and organizing them in a way that makes sense to either add people or remove people and not have them not be moving a million people around where you're changing out whole sets. It's just as simple as like, you know, here's the couple with, you know, uh, bride's parents and then you add siblings and then you add grandparents and then you take away those people and just add, you know, the other set of parents. So then you've got, you know, or whatever. And like, you just have to look at it logically. So you're moving less yes. people around and you're able to bust through it really quick, you know? Right. So on paper, it looks good to say like, this picture of us with my parents, this picture of us with your parents, this picture of us with my parents and siblings, this picture of us with your parents and your siblings. <laughs> right. But in reality, that's a whole lot of bodies moving all around. Whereas yep. if you just do it like Dan said, where you're building or removing, now it's not always perfectly like that, but for the most part, you're gonna find that there's there's quite a bit of your photos that you can sort of stack that way. So, yeah. um, so I love it. And I also think no matter what you're doing with photos, in my opinion, that you should be done with photos at least 30 minutes before the ceremony oh, starts. Yeah. At least plan for that. Because yep. that, at that point, guests are arriving. It gives you time to pee and, you know, refresh makeup, whatever it is you need to do. Maybe like dab some sweat away if it's a hot day. It gives that time to just reset, refocus and not rush into the ceremony. Yeah. And uh, I think you had mentioned this a little bit before. Um, I I really like to do the immediate family, like I said, you know, either if you're having a first look before the ceremony um, or maybe it's right in the church right after. And then I call it family formal cleanups, uh, which is like some of the large family pictures. And if you have a, the expert opinion on this, uh, one of my favorite times to do it is is during cocktail hour, if that's possible, or at the middle of dinner. Uh, or like as dinner's starting to wrap up and I can walk up, have the DJ say, okay, all of the Moyer clan uh, come out on the dance floor or, you know, meet out in the lobby or something. And we just kind of bust through those. And that's an easy time before everything really sets off um, to get some of those like large pictures done and out of the way. How's that sound? Right. That sounds really good. All right. Well, I think that about covers uh, at least the, the, the the main bones of of the morning of the wedding obviously there's a lot of things we could talk about but but yeah so i 
don't have anything else to say. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we really covered that. So, um, so as always, uh, head to the Put a Ring on a Podcast website um, for show notes and all that lovely good stuff. You can also follow me on on the social medias, um, Instagram.com slash Daniel Moyer Photo uh, and DanielMoyerPhotography.com and Facebook.com slash Daniel Moyer Photography. That's where I'm at. That's a lot. That's a lot of slashes and dot comers right there. <laughs> I am at DPNAC, DPNAK. Everywhere. Just search that and you'll find me just about anywhere. It's a very unique set of five letters. So yeah. I, I own them just about anywhere and everywhere. But we hope you guys have a lovely May. Um, may the 4th be with you. It's not May the 4th, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and we'll leave on that. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>